Welcome to 20 Not Something, the podcast for 20-somethings who haven't quite figured out what their something is yet. It's time to celebrate this messy decade and to reassure you that everything turns out all right in the end, because doing something in your 20s can actually mean doing anything that makes you happy. Today, I am joined by the hugely talented Lawrence White. Lawrence spent the majority of his 20s working his way up in the infamously competitive television industry, working as a producer on some of the UK's biggest shows, from Big Brother and The Voice to I'm a Celeb and The Apprentice. His boundless energy and ability to talk to anyone and everyone about anything meant that he rose up the ranks while still maintaining his infectious and banterous personality. However, in his late 20s, Lawrence made a decision that was about to spin his life into an entirely new direction. Having not picked up a paintbrush since college, Lawrence decided to venture back into the art world and start painting again, on the side of his already jam-packed work and social life. What initially started as a fun side hustle has now turned into a fully-fledged business, thanks to hours of dedication and a very aesthetically pleasing Instagram. Spending hours on end bent over various sized canvases, Lawrence has produced some of the most incredible artwork I have ever seen. I'm not even trying to blow his trumpet here, they are seriously impressive. And if you don't believe me, then just ask the several celebrities who have acquired paintings from him. I'm talking the likes of Pretty Little Things CEO Umar Kamani and Will I Am, not to mention Lawrence's painting of Ice Cube, which the man himself shared to his 16 million followers. Lawrence wears an entrepreneurial hat and has the gifted gloves to match. Turning 30 this year, I don't think even he could have predicted this sudden jolt in his career. I'm so thrilled to have him here today because his persistence and drive can help many of us understand that anything we achieve in this decade has its way of rewarding us when we least expect it. Lawrence, welcome to 20 Not Something. I mean, that is probably the best intro I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, as I said, I'm not trying to blow your trumpet, but I speak the truth. Well, I well I know you do, so that that's what I mean. That's very kind of you to um, to say that. <laughs> I'm also a bit flattered. But <laughs> <laughs> Are you blushing? <laughs> yeah, behind yeah behind the audio, I'm, I'm blushing. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought we'd just kick things off. I just wanted to ask you. Let's go back to sort of teenage Lawrence. What was the one thing that he wanted from his twenties? I think um, I just wanted to. Um, quote unquote make it as such I know like I get accused of it sometimes of like just being a bit too um not serious but like just live a little do you know what I mean but Mm. I was always kind of like need to get ahead need to get ahead and sort of thing so you know I always always go out my friends and all that kind of stuff but um yeah kind of behind it though was this kind of yeah need or want to kind of just get stuff done do you know what I mean just in all senses of the word you know get your first house you know, get onto the, get onto the ladder, get through college, uni, you know, work up to a good job and all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So talking of college and uni, do you, you did business, right? Business studies. So at college, I did business, media, economics and art. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to go and do uh, international business at Loughborough in like the Midlands um, at university. Nice. So from there, do you think your aim was to go into that sort of field or were you mainly doing it to just sort of have like a sturdy degree under your belt? hundred percent. Like, I think that's kind of the push just all the way through school, isn't it? Like, I think the system's set up to be like that, where it kind of, you go to college, you go to uni to get a degree to then get a good job and kind of, that's kind of what you're raised up in. And I actually really enjoy business anyway. So yeah, it kind of made sense to kind of go that route if that 
Mm. Do you think that the business degree has helped you, even though obviously you haven't used it? I mean, I say now you you are using it because you're running an art business, but in terms of like the rest of your career, have you like fell back on any of the things you learned there or? Absolutely not. (laughs) Most Um, people say that. (laughs) No, not at all. I think um, any practical business things that I have learned have just been from the actual doing. The only good thing that come from university was the friends slash network that you build up from going there. I think Mm. that in itself is worth the debt. Um, not even necessarily now, but I think just down the line as they become more successful, you never know who they might introduce you for, to. Mm. And plus, like, obviously, just made some, like, you know, on a non-business level, just some really good friends and stuff. And I think that's that was that was one hundred percent worth it because they're quite like-minded. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, do you think? So, you you finish uni and then and then what? So I finished uni. Um, I then. I wanted to make a lot of money and stuff. So I went to go and get a job as a um, stock trader, you know, like Wolf of Wall Street type of thing. Um, and I was selling rare metals to like old rich people. There was like mm-hmm. a cool log and you had to make like 100, 200 calls a day and try and sell them this like rare metals and stuff. And that didn't really sit well with me. So I kind of left, um, you know, money was potentially going to be good, but just I hate being on the phone and stuff. So um, I left that and then I was out of work for a, for a good few months and a family friend was the then producer on X Factor. Um, and my mum was like, well, you need to go and start earning some, earning some money sort of thing. So she kind of forced me to go and do a weekend of running, which is like the lowest um, job on a TV show uh, for a weekend on the X Factor. Um, and then from there, I absolutely loved it. Um, you know, that buzz, you got Simon Cow walking down the corridor. I think it was Cheryl Cole's year. And do you know what I mean? Like just the buzz around the live show um, was amazing. Um, and then the following week, um, another runner who was on the show full time at a party. Um, I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, of course you all know Rylan Clark. Um, it was his birthday year. Oh yeah. And um, this girl ended up... Uh, <laughs> sleeping with one of the contestants and so she got fired and um no way. they needed someone to come in and help for the rest of the series and and that person was me because I luckily enough had just done that weekend of of work you know that is so jammy because so many people struggle to get into that industry as I said it's notoriously you know difficult and ah, oh, you must have felt so jammy <laughs> yeah I mean I think um I took, not took it for granted, but like, I didn't realize how lucky I was because it was a fairly, it was like an all, is it organic, the right word? It's like mm-hmm. a, I didn't really plan ever to be into t- in TV, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. happened. And, but then when you talk to other people, you know, um, over the years about how they got in and stuff, and it's a real, it's a real struggle to get into TV because a lot of people want to do it. Mm. Do you think then as you, well, obviously we're really enjoying yourself, um, did you see a future in TV? Were you sort of determined? Obviously, you're a very determined person. Did you sort of set some goals in yeah. terms of like, I want to be a producer, I want to be an exec, or did you sort of just take life, uh, you know, took life as it came? Yeah, 100%. I mean, without being too cliche and stuff, I always want to be at the top of whatever I'm doing. And so kind of even the first few weeks of being there, I kind of understood like the structure of a TV program who who's the boss, how'd you get there? Do you know what I mean? And that was kind of, um, and then yeah, you go about navigating how to get there sort of thing, which 
which yeah you you have to just go through all the levels it's not like a normal company structure i wouldn't say mm. um because there's a lot of different routes you can take but yeah you quickly understanding that and trying to rise through the ranks um yeah was the was the kind of goal straight off i guess mm. is that always something you do you know like sort of just strategically um plan out things for that yeah, hundred percent. It's like with the art at the moment. Like I'm trying to get more exposure, and I've written a few couple of key points that I'm trying to knock off and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you got to have a little bit of a plan about how you're going to get there. Otherwise, I personally just don't think. Oh, so you can get there eventually, but it'll just take a lot longer mm. when it doesn't need to. Yeah. What are some of your favourite moments? Because obviously, you know, you spent seven years in TV. I guess you're technically still in it now when it eventually picks up again. <laughs> but um, what are your sort of favourite moments from your 20s? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm te- like technically still in it. That's the brilliant thing about TV and stuff that you can um, be dipping in and out. You know, it's freelance. So you can do a show for a few weeks and then, you know, you might be off or looking for something else or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? So that is one of the um, really good things about you got quite a bit of freedom. Um, but in terms of like stuff I've done, it's been amazing. Um, I worked at MTV news. That was one of my favorite jobs ever. Um, cause you would go in make the news for the day. Um, that would go out on, remember MTV news on their, ch- on their actual TV channel and stuff. Mm. Um, you'd finish up your day about four and then of an evening, you'd be able to go to any sort of event that was put and put on. So you'd go to music launches, festivals, all that kind of stuff. And when you're younger, that was amazing. Um, and obviously you get to interview like kind of all your favorite stars and stuff. Like at the time that was crept and Conan for me and stuff, which was wicked Kevin Hart a few years back and stuff. Mm. Um, I done the jungle. That was amazing. Getting to go to Australia. I've never been to that part of the world before. So that was like kind of completely, um, completely different to the type of TV I would normally do, which is kind of more like reality, reality TV. Um, and yeah, I think some of the best times come from like X on the beach and, and, uh, the only way is Essex where you do get to go away and, and just do cool stuff that you wouldn't otherwise get to do. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you literally live the dream, which is why I am so interested to know as to why you started up the art on the side. Was there a moment you got to where you, I don't know, just felt like you needed something else? Was TV not giving you what you thought it was? Or did you just think, oh, I've got a bit of time? I can't imagine you did because you sound so, so busy. Um, what what sort of prompted that? Yeah, so I think um, what like as well as being one of the good sides, you can dip in and out of TV one of the bad sides to TV is that, you know, if you're relying on a regular income, not being in work for long periods of time, when you find a show or you find yourself out of a show or for example, Brexit, that had a bad effect on the TV industry and not a lot of shows were commissioned and stuff. So, and that happened a couple of times where not through any fault of my own, um, you like, I found myself out of work. And so, I just kind of had started different little businesses on the side and stuff, obviously having that kind of business background over the years and wanting to still do that, but nothing really kind of stuck. And then literally just out of the blue, I was working on big brother at the time and I was like, I just want to, I'm going to try painting. Literally I've tried all this other stuff. It's not working. Just want to try painting. And so that is, (laughs) that's exactly what I did really. So like refreshing. Were you, did you have any expectation? 
No, not at all. I, I was more interested because I'd given the painting up like 10 years before at college because at the time it was a decision whether to go on and do like an art foundation course, which is the next step you take after college or, um, well, I actually technically didn't have to do that because I got um, full marks through the two years of my college degree. I could go straight to uni, wow. um, which is, which was cool in itself, but I didn't end up doing that. Um, but I can't remember where I was going with my story. Well, when you've just brought that up, it reminded me of a post you did recently about um, submitting a painting to uh, the National Portrait Gallery, was it? For... Oh, yeah, that, that was actually it. You reminded me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was how I made my decision. So basically, um, my teacher, I remember Mr. Griff, um, he uh, wanted me to go on and, and go and do art and stuff. But I was always hesitant because I was like, too short-sighted I was like money 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 and I thought going mm-hmm. to uni and doing a business degree and getting a business job would, would get you there but anyway so he entered me into the National Portrait Gallery um and a couple of my works he put forward for it um and I was like well look if I get in I'll go and do art if not I'll go into business and I didn't get in and so I went I went to uni <laughs> I went to uni and, and study business instead Mm, see I find that so interesting because you know it, it was your dream and then you almost sort of said like left it there you know it's a hobby it's a hobby and now 10 years later here you are with 40,000 followers wanting to see your artwork like it is incredible and I just do you think that yeah but I think um with that is a very different time like so 10 years ago mm. I think Facebook was just starting or was still early stage and stuff um the idea of it, like influencers weren't a thing like and I even thought that at the time because there was a couple of um exhibitions at the you know throughout the year that where you you show your art stuff and you know the parents would come and all that kind of stuff um and I was one of the only people there who a couple of parents wanted me to actually paint a picture like and actually pay money Mm, at college yeah. and stuff for a painting um off the back of seeing my stuff at college um which was kind of mental in itself but i remember thinking like to be able to get to more people it was through word of mouth mm. so like i don't instagram wasn't created then i don't think so had instagram been around at that time i might have made a different decision because it was a clearer picture of how you can scale something up and become a you know uh, quote unquote well a viable artist actually make money and survive you know yeah I think there's such a great lesson in that as well because you know we've all had times where we've been rejected from something and we get so downtrodden about it and it's stories like yours when I hear you know I got rejected from something and then I I focused my energies onto something else and that something else has led me back to doing what I initially wanted to do. And I just think it's so interesting that, you know, we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves to do these things right now. You know, sometimes we have to wait for the right moment and that that is okay. A hundred percent. And I think that if I wouldn't have, like I said, I'm still like dibbling and dabbling in TV anyway, um, but I can hopefully be a bit more selective over what I'm doing. But if I wouldn't have gone into business, if I wouldn't have tried all the little bits and pieces on the side, if I didn't go into TV, sorry. Mm. I hadn't gone into TV and kind of experienced that and done a whole load of other jobs along the way. I don't think just doing art off the bat from college, I would have always had that like, 
oh, but what if I would have gone and done business mm-hmm. in the city? Or do you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of, I've tasted what it's like in the corporate world. I've tasted what it's like to be in the TV. And so, you know, now focusing on art, I know that feeling of what feels right. Mm. Do you think that's important for 20-somethings to, you know, as you say, dip your toes into everything that you can? Yeah, because I think that you get caught up. I know that a lot of people get caught up in kind of keeping up with their friends and what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. And what I'm finding going from 28 and going through to 30, like a lot of my friends are like changing careers now or like Mm. moving into other avenues and stuff. And it's kind of where you get out of the first five years of, of uni and stuff and into your later twenties, you uh, begin to realize what you actually enjoy and want to do rather Mm. than kind of what's either told to you by your parents or Mm. by um, the system as such, you know, through school, et cetera, of like what you should be doing. Um, And I think it takes coming away from that um, and kind of being a bit more strong-minded in yourself because like you'll see your friends all doing a certain thing. You feel like you've got to kind of go along with that to fit in, I guess. You've literally hit the nail on the head there. I completely relate to that. Absolutely. Do you think that you've got a good work-life balance then? Because, you know, there were times last year, you know, you were working on the TV um, nine till five, six sometimes. And then before and after work, you were, you know, painting up until the small hours of the morning and then getting up and doing it all over again. Is there something that motivates you behind that? (laughs) Yeah, like getting what I want to get, I guess. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think, I don't know what that drive is i don't know i just want to i don't know yeah be be yeah really good at whatever i'm doing i don't know like i think that's hard though like i think if anyone any of the 20 somethings or whatnot like it's too easy to just like jump out of something for example if i did want to leave tv full time you could like leave but then what you're going to go to mm-hmm. whereas putting in the hours yeah you have to stay up late and all that kind of stuff after work and you know put in early hours and all that but it means that you can do it gradually rather than just like kamikaze jumping out of something to go and follow your quote-unquote dream or whatnot Mm. is is that what you're hoping for in the future then i guess if you enter a new decade it must be so exciting because um are you are you thinking that you want to do the art full time? Is TV something you think you could just sort of web out? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm I'm not really putting any. This is the one time where I'm not putting any specific. Um, is it requirements? Or what's the word? Um, um, I don't want to define exactly where I'm trying to get to. I just want to see. Like it's working nicely at the moment because I can dip in and out of TV and stuff at the moment. Um. And I can also do my art on the side. And whilst that's not clashing or it just means that I have to stay up later, then I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? Um, if I then had to had too much on that, I couldn't then do TV. Then, well, then you've got to make a decision. But I'm not quite at that stage yet. Mm. You've got a beautiful quote on your website, which says, um, what we fear of doing most is usually what we need to do. Don't let fear decide your future and it really got me thinking about like all the things that terrify me and all the things that I'm not doing and whether maybe I should do them. Has art ever been like that for you or has it always been something you've been excited by? A hundred percent. I think that especially, and I don't know whether this is the same for other industries as well, but 
if you are doing something on the side, well, especially in TV, I was really worried for a long time about if I start putting myself out there on Instagram and on social media, how other people in TV would see that. And mm-hmm. I, even now, I'm still, I still get worried about people thinking that I've left and <laughs> that if I did ever want to go back, then I couldn't. Um, but it actually works, or I found that it's worked the other way in that where I'm basically promoting myself, people are seeing my face more than they otherwise would have. And then that keeps me in mind, you know, assuming that you've obviously done a good job along when you've met them, mm. that keeps me in their minds when they might be crewing up for another show. Mm. Um, would you so say, yeah. Yeah. would you say Instagram is where you find most of your clients? hundred percent. Yeah. Word of mouth is like what, maybe 20%. The rest of it is just, um, Instagram and stuff. It's, it's such a, yes, Instagram's amazing. Although it can, it can get a lot. Um, but I can't, I guess that's the reason for why I put all the quotes up and stuff is because it's for the platform. Like I know that people on Instagram love seeing quotes like you just said there and you know, they can relate to it and stuff. And so, yeah, it takes a while to do and find the quotes and all that kind of stuff. But that's, if it gives someone a little bit of motivation, that's amazing. And also I know that's what they're looking for as well, if that makes sense. So, mm. you know, if the, even if they don't like the art, they're going to get like a daily quote about mm. how they can improve or, do you know what I mean? And I think that you, you might even just come to my account just, just for that sake. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to do anything to, to try and, um, yeah, help myself. Um, and finally your thoughts on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> tiktok what can i say about tiktok i swear I'm, i just keep banging on about tiktok everyone keeps on <laughs> saying i'm chatting shit but um yeah i look i'm sure instagram will come out with a similar feature to the way that tiktok works and stuff in terms of like you know that kind of real feed where you're like scrolling through videos um sequentially but at the minute tiktok is getting a lot of reach to a lot mm. of people so while it's a big platform I'm just like, yes, yeah, sweet. I'm going to capitalize because essentially I would say I missed Instagram. I missed Facebook and I'm only on the back end of Instagram now where, where I'm now picking up a little bit of traction and stuff. But if I'd have been on it since the start or like even five years ago, then yeah, it'd be way further on. But Hey, look, it kind of it is where it is. So the long and short of that is that I don't want to miss the next wave or end, whatever it will be because Instagram is not going to be the same. You know, just like MySpace, just like Bebo and all that kind of stuff, there will be another platform that takes it over. And I know that when that next one is, so if TikTok does become then the dominant uh, social media platform, I won't have missed it. I'll be on top slash in the mix. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, on it. totally always looking ahead <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like it just makes sense it just seems yeah it's it's um a kid's platform at the moment almost but even during lockdown more and more people are getting on it and so that kid mentality and you know when you've got like will smith and all these kind of people they're not they're not kids so mm. eventually you will get it will age up as a platform 
So now we're going to play a little game called Millennial Minesweeper. Uh, So just a recap, it's uh, several statements I'm going to read out, which people have said or written about um, in terms of living life in your 20s. Um, And you've got to determine whether you think they've actually been written or whether I've made them up. Um, Because there's some ridiculous things on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, cool. So our first one... Getting to your 30s and having a string of regrets is going to haunt you. What do you reckon? I reckon that's on the internet, yeah. Yep. So that was written in a blog called 17 Things to Start Doing in Your 20s So You Don't Live to Regret in Your 40s, which really annoys me because it just, stuff like that just makes me so anxious because no one wants to regret anything, right? And like writing that down is no use to anyone. Wow. Um, what, do they, what do they say the things are? Well, they just say, uh, what, all 17? Well, not all 17, but what kind of, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, things? Well, there's a lot of sort of, you know, don't, don't spend, you know, have your goals and try different things. And there is a lot of positive stuff on there, but saying that, you know. There's you like have a certain st- list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get um, that. But I don't know. I think it's just a little bit demoralizing, but. okay our next one is we all need to focus more on what we are aiming for in life instead of when we want to achieve it by you wrote that (laughs) yeah i did how do you know that (laughs) because because uh, yeah it just i think that no one is really saying that on the internet like everyone wants like a you know there's some schemes and whatnot like that's practical advice Oh, well. Uh, which more people should should, should take. <laughs> I think I should take it as well because I definitely don't at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so our last one is, as you progress through your 20s, you just won't have as many friends as you used to. Oh, it, the internet? Yeah, that is the internet. Do you agree? What was, it, what was the article? 20 harsh life lessons everyone should learn in their 20s. <laughs> Yeah, I do think um, I kind of struggle with that a bit as well, actually. Like, not even so much having, uh, yeah, I guess less friends, but also like friends changing and stuff. I, I like, you know, I'm, I'd say I'm quite a loyal person, sort of thing. So as people move in and out of your life, I find that quite difficult sometimes. Do you know what I mean? But, mm. um, but yeah. Yeah, I find I it really, really interesting because I'm on the lower side of 25 and my boyfriend's on the upper side and when I read out this quote to him he said yeah I completely agree and I was like what no I've got more friends now than I ever have and like I'm going to stay close to them for ages and blah blah and he was like no you won't (laughs) yeah exactly and I heard that a few times that kind of coming up as well like I think that like just life happens doesn't it like people move on in their careers people move locations people have kids people have pets do you know what I mean like all different stuff that means that like people have to look after their their parents who are not well do you know what I mean have to move away and like loads of different stuff just happens and so yeah I definitely think that that is although that is on the internet I do think that is actually very very true if that makes sense oh great well thank you so much Lawrence this has been so fun <laughs> <laughs> no it's good it's good chatting um good. and so yeah like I mean, I feel like I've covered a lot. 
Yeah, absolutely. I hope a lot of people can take away from it. And, you know, you're one of the most driven people I've ever met. And I think it's just really nice to hear from someone who, you know, hard work pays off. Well, I mean, I think we're, get, we're getting there. It's like, there's still, I think, a long, long way to go. And I think that even... Um, even with the art, there's still a lot of stuff that I want to start ticking off, and do you know what I mean, and, mm. and kind of get to. So, so yeah, we'll just we'll just see how it goes. Especially as lockdown, it means it can crack on with some painting and whatnot. <laughs> Absolutely, just have to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, Lawrence, for coming on. It was a pleasure chatting to you as always. Um, if you guys want to check out some more of his artwork, you can find him on Instagram at Lawrence underscore M underscore white. Um, as I said, it is very aesthetically pleasing. So do go and check it out. And if you enjoyed today's show, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe so you get notification every week of when the next episode is out. We've got some really exciting guests coming on in the next few weeks. So yeah, I'll see you soon.